Becca. And I'm Katie. And welcome welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. So, this week we're starting a new general topic of relationships. Woo! And what is our first specific topic? Daddy issues. Well, mm, less specifically, (laughs) your daddy issues. Family dynamics. What? Which which involves... (laughs) Do you have daddy issues? Oh, no. We just have a stripper pole in our living room for fun. (laughs) It's great exercise, people. It is great exercise. And it really helps me feel like I have that relationship with my father (laughs) that I always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can delve more into that later. Yeah, we'll touch on that later. So family dynamics. Family dynamics. They're crazy. They are... We, well, I shouldn't say all of us, but I would say most people have a family of origin that they can trace most of their psychological disorders back to. Yes. Very (laughs) Freudian, isn't it? It is. It's like we're a product of our environment. (sighs) And your immediate environment is usually your nuclear, (laughs) nuclear family. Nuclear. Nuclear. (laughs) Um, Nuclear for some of us, nuclear for others of us. Well, not a nuclear family for all of us, first off. Yes. But our family of origin, which can come in any shape or size. True. I'm not going to try to throw too many terms at y'all today, but not to brag, but I do have a degree in human development and family studies. So I got I got shit to say. Yes. Tell us. Share your knowledge with us, because well, I took like a child (laughs) development class and that was about it. I, I don't have the family studies background. Tell me. Well, I think so. Most people have heard of the nuclear family, right? And that's supposed to be your quote unquote ideal family setup. Mother, father, sister, brother, 2.5 children and a dog. Mm-hmm. And the for, American dream family. Yes. And for thousands of years, at least in Eurocentric cultures, that has been the ideal And it's only been in recent decades that we're even accepting of families of slightly different structures. Uh, Widows, step-parents, adopted children, extended... Divorced, remarried. Yeah, yours, mine, and ours. Not cisgendered, you know, sort of man, woman. It could be any sort of grouping of people. Two dads, two moms, two non-binary beings. Yes. Coming together to raise a family. Yeah. And it's real cool to see how the ideas behind what family is or should be are evolving. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yes. But I don't know. Should we just get into the good stuff and talk about our families? (laughs) Sure. I guess we can talk about our (laughs) 2.5 children that yeah. we grew up with, right? Family of origin. Yes, our family of origin. Um, you want to go first or should I? Oh, um, are you ready for it or I can go first? You can go first. Okay. I'm not ready. So, I'll try and keep this brief, but my parents got married and then immediately divorced because they hated each other. They were drunk party-going, alcoholic-type people who had a real good time together until they had to get sober to have a child. So they... I don't think they were married for more than a year, and then they were divorced. Yeah, they, like, married, had you divorced? Yeah, they... they 
barely married before they had me and then (laughs) barely a year probably and then they immediately got divorced and then it was always a big custody battle Mm. child support battle who's the better parent battle and that went on for I would say most of my childhood up until high school, whenever it had simmered down and we were like, you know, we had our cycle of what each parent does to raise me. Um, I am my father's only daughter, but my mom has two other children. So I have two half sisters and they are much, much older than. Sorry, I I do that. (laughs) You did that last time, too. Yes, they are much older than me. They are 10 10 and 12 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So you basically grew up as an only child. Yes. An only child for my dad and my mom's other kids were in high school already moving out by the time I remember them. Right. Um, what else? I had one grandparent who is still, well, I had one grandparent still alive for most of my life. I did have a grandfather who died when I was probably seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> Early childhood. So I did not know him well. He had Alzheimer's, so I didn't form any sort of relationship with mm-hmm. him. Um, and I had... But talk about your household, because, I mean, in your dad's house, it was your grandma. Yes. So my mom lived in a house by herself, because, um, like I said, my other sisters were older. They were in college, or they stayed with their dad for the most part. They didn't stay in our house very often. And my dad never had a place of his own except one year we lived in an apartment. But most of my life, it was in a house with grandmother and uncle and my dad and me. So whenever I was over there, it was a full house. When I was with my mom, it was just me and my mom. Yeah, which is interesting that you lived with your extended family because I feel like a lot of people in modern-day America don't really live with their extended family much. No, that comes about from extreme poverty. Yeah. And I feel like that's Well, what... other, other people, it's like a cultural thing. Yeah, other like people... You live it's... with your elders, but yeah, in, in your case. <laughs> in my case, that was just... Everybody was too poor to live on their own. Yeah. So it made more sense to just, I guess, stay together forever so mm-hmm. that you could have a house. Although my father did not have a room in that house, nor did I. But... Yeah. We did have cats, so that was fun. (laughs) Cats Uh, and kittens? Yes, cats and kittens. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's about the gist of my family dynamic. It was always going back and forth between my mom and my dad. And like I said in the beginning, it was very vicious fighting. Lots Mm -hmm. of trying to make me like whoever more and, you know, getting hurt if I said I wanted to go see the other parent and functions that they had to do together were really hard. There was lots of screaming and yeah, just use some counseling in that situation. Yeah. They both had a lot of anger and yeah. neither of them were in a good place in any sort of way. So mm. that was always a very, I don't know, very volatile sort of situation is when they had to be together for anything. Yeah. But usually they were apart and later on it got better and they could just share me and I could go back and forth. Tell me a little bit about your family dynamic. Okay. My family of origin was, uh, it started pretty typical. And my mom and my dad, and then I had a a sister that was six years older than me, almost. But then when I was 10, my sister died. So it was like half of growing up, I had a sister, but then 10 and up, I was 
basically an only child. So it was a weird mix of those. Mm -hmm. And you were one of the only people I knew who had parents who were still married. And I always was like, whoa. I mean, till after junior high. Yeah. Yeah. My parents got divorced uh, the summer after eighth grade. So going into high school, they had just gotten divorced. And I mean, compared to yours, mine had a pretty clean divorce I think it helps that my mom was a marriage and family therapist. So <laughs> That does seem to help. Yeah, she taught people the classes on how to not fuck up your kids while you're getting divorced. So I think she applied some of that to their divorce, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I mean, it sucked, but it was also like not a life-shattering event, which I know a lot of people, when they're old enough to remember their parents' divorce, it like really fucks them up. But I was pretty much okay about it. Yeah, I don't remember you making that big a deal out of it. Like, I remember yeah. being like, oh my gosh, and then yeah. then it wasn't a big deal. Like, it was just kind of like, just happened, and it didn't seem too bad. It wasn't the worst thing. Well, and I don't know, I don't want to delve, but like, when you experience, like, someone's death at a very young age when other things happen you tend to be like well this definitely isn't the worst thing that happened so I guess we'll be fine yeah but anywho yeah the divorce wasn't bad but my parents dating afterward was awkward weird stressful for me I don't know Uh, my mom dated a guy who was very charming at first but then turned out to be a total asshole That's another thing. And my dad dated a couple people, and at the end of high school, he ended up marrying my stepmother, TJ. And, yeah, that was was interesting, because I felt like I'm supposed to be mad, because I'm supposed to not want a stepmother, and there were, like, all these (laughs) tensions. But, I don't know, things have turned out pretty all right there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah... And then uh, end of high school, like halfway through my senior year, was when my mom died. And so, I mean, that was obviously a big effect on my nuclear family, but I was 18. So I wouldn't say it was like my formative ages without a mother. You know, I had her my whole childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my family of origin. It's changed (laughs) a lot. Yeah, it's every single person's family, like no matter what, it has things. Yeah, there are different has things. Everyone has things. There are different facets. There are things mm-hmm. that change. There are things that you don't see coming. Yeah, like everyone's family. Everybody thinks their family is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like a thing, and it's weird to think that like every single person. But then you look at other people's families and you're like, whoa, their parents are happily married. Whoa, no one's died. Yeah. That's what's going on there. I feel like that's just like moving away from our hometown. (laughs) Yeah. Again, that poverty bit, because I've met a fair amount of people who have married parents who are like middle class, upper middle class, living in a nice house with a pool. Supposedly normal, happy families. Yeah, supposedly normal, happy families. But you know someone's like drinking too much or popping pills. Like, they got Something's got to give. I don't know. Am I a cynic? <laughs> nah. <laughs> you're a realist. <laughs> but yeah, very, very different, but overlapping lives mm-hmm. and family dyma- dynamics that we have. Yeah. Because we both had parents they who had alcohol and addiction issues. Yeah. We and both were children of divorced parents. Both children of divorced parents. Eventually. Yes, eventually. <laughs> Mine got there. Mm-hmm. What else? 
Ah, that's enough overlap. Yeah, is that where the similarities yeah. end? <laughs> Probably. I mean, you dealt with your mom dating some. Yeah, my mom had a few very long-term boyfriends. Yeah. And so I was very young for that, though. Mm. So... I don't know. It didn't affect me the same way it affected you because you were a teenager. Yeah. Because she didn't date, didn't, like, she dated, but she didn't have, like, serious long-term boyfriends after I was, like, in high school, really. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So we weren't going over to their house to spend time with them or anything. I remember when we were little and hanging out, like, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade, and we went to your mom's boyfriend's hot, hot tub. tub. That yeah. was fun. Up in the hot tub, bubbly. If anybody is from Waco, Texas, and you remember that on 97.5 FM? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was fun. And I, I liked them, and they were always very nice to me and very sweet. And we always did all these things together. Like, a lot of good, healthy, my mom's dating this guy sort of relationship. And they would take That's me on nice. trips. Like, I did fishing and you know we went fishing and we went to the gun range and we went to the racetrack and we went to the football game we did all of that <laughs> doggy yeah we did all of that so got that real texas experience but it was good had fun my dad dated one woman for like a few months and that's when all i that? remember whenever he lived in the apartment in second grade oh and that's all i remember if he had other relationships he didn't make them seem that way hmm. i don't know Maybe he didn't want to bring anyone home to his mom's house. Yeah, to his mom's house. That could be Ooh. that could be another reason I wouldn't have noticed because it yeah, it probably would have been him going somewhere else if that was the case. Yeah. My dad dated a couple of women before he met my stepmom and they are I don't remember, like, hating them. Well, one lady was kind of rude, and I was like, I don't like her, and I was glad they didn't continue to date. But, no, my dad dating wasn't too traumatic. And then my mom was pretty much with her boyfriend as soon as my parents got divorced, which is another thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like I said, just a real, real piece of work, that guy. <laughs> Not what my mom needed. But... How do you feel these dynamics have affected us? Mm. Well, I don't know. You touched on it, but I would say I think that's another thing we had similar is I feel like I had a very secure attachment to my mom mm -hmm. and a kind of insecure attachment to my dad, <laughs> which like or my mom had her issues, but... Uh, definitely growing up and seeing my dad drink made for a lot of tensions with him mm -hmm. and just a feeling of like, you know, you're not stable. I can't count on you for things. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would agree. That's definitely my mother was in charge of her life. She was in charge of my life. She was she had it down. She had the house. She had the car. She had the job. She now, whenever I was born, there was alcohol problems. And up until I was about six, she was like an alcoholic. Yeah. And there were issues with that. But, you know, I don't remember much of my life before six. Yeah. So. But she got she recovered and yeah. she's still. Yeah. She went to a touch. Yeah. Won't touch it. <laughs> yeah. So she. She put that part of her life behind her, and so all of my memory of her, for the most part, is of being my mother yeah, and working hard to give me things that I wanted or needed. Um, but yeah, 
I would say a similar thing with my dad was there was the alcoholism and the drugs. And then later on, there was health issues and there was mm-hmm. always money issues. Yeah. And yeah. So there was never that feeling of support, really. Mm-hmm. It was it was more my mom was my main household yeah. that was like where my base was. Yeah, I would say, I don't know. I feel like it's not fair to say I didn't feel supported by my dad. Like, I never missed a meal. I always had a roof over my head. And, you know, he he went through a lot. Like I said, my sister died when I was 10, and I can't imagine the experience of losing a child. That's, that's a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to cast too much judgment or blame, but yeah, the alcohol growing up was definitely an issue. Alcohol growing up, every kid, every kid of an alcoholic has these horror stories. Yeah, of just the cringiest things that their parents did that embarrassed the pants off of them. Yep, or was scary. Some of us had scary alcoholic parents. Some of us had embarrassing alcoholic parents. Yeah, I I guess we were lucky to have embarrassing ones and not abusive ones. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we will put that out there. I never had any sort of maltreatment or abusive intentions from any of my family members. Yeah. I mean, considering the statistics, we are lucky no one ever abused us. Yes. Super lucky. Parents or kids and, like lower lower income households and in the middle of Texas with sort of unstable parents who have been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. We went to good schools. We did. I'll well, put it, put it, well. <laughs> put it on that for at least a little bit of it. I went to good schools till third grade. <laughs> Let's see. What else? What else has affected our mm. upbringing and family dynamics? You know, what's interesting is birth order... Mm, does that have yeah have a scientific effect on things? Oh, totally. Everyone is like, if you read a book about like birth order, you're like, oh yeah, that person's totally that type, and that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And as the firstborn, the middle child, and the the baby. the baby. As for me, I was the baby of the baby on both sides. So mm-hmm. both my parents are the youngest of three children, and then I was the youngest. So I was like the baby of my whole extended family. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think part of me got very used to being babied. I was also the baby. My mom was the baby of her family, and I was the baby of her. And then my dad, my dad was the older sibling in his family. But, but you didn't have, like, cousins on Yeah, we, we did not hang out with any extended family besides grandma, dad, uncle. Mm-hmm. So I was the baby of that little circle of people. So, yeah. My, my sisters were just too grown, so I was... I, I, they always like to tell me that Mama let, let stuff slide for me, because... Yeah. Yeah. I got to wear makeup in eighth grade and stuff like that. <laughs> got to go trick-or-treating in that terrifying little outfit. Yeah. So what else about being the baby? How does that affect us? Just that we're... Um, I had a lot of hand-me-downs. Well, yeah. That everyone in my family had hand-me-downs, but... I have been, I would say, spoiled. Like, I don't think I am spoiled, but I have been just taken care of by my whole family, my extended family. 
And part of that is when my mom died, my aunts and my grandparents really stepped up a mm-hmm. lot and took care of me in ways they felt she would have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've gotten um, a few cars <laughs> and a college education mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much paid for by my extended family. And mm-hmm. so I am grateful. <laughs> yeah. But I think part of that's being the baby, but part of that's also just what yeah, having good life. Having good family support. Yeah. I... I am much closer than most people I know to my extended family. You are. You are very close to them, and you talk to them, and you write letters to them, and you get packages from them. And I love I've met them, and they love me. Yes, I've met your extended family more than I've met my extended family. <laughs> like some of them. Yeah. Like my family is very spread out. You have a lot of them here in Texas, and you see them pretty often. So. Yeah, I think it's special. It is. I. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about... We can talk more about our extended family. I have no relationship whatsoever to anyone on my dad's side of the family, except for, like I said, those people who lived in the house. Yeah. Um, on my mom's side, though, she was one of five, I think. Yes. And so I have met all of my aunts and uncles on her side. Mm-hmm. And a big chunk of cousins and second cousins... Um, no way I've met all of them, I don't think, because there's just there's too many. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did get to spend some time with cousins and second cousins, and I have met with a few of my aunts a fair amount a few times in my life. Closest to one aunt. Hello, Aunt Lori. Hi. Hey, hi. <laughs> you have been there for me and, um, and my half-sister. We've spent a lot of time hanging out growing that relationship yeah having fun good times yeah i think in this country extended family is a thing so many people just take for granted which i mean you're not unless it's fostered like as a child then i don't think you are prone to like care about your cousins or aunts and uncles so it's really up to your parents Mm -hmm. but the gift of an extended family can be a really great one Mm -hmm. it can be if if you have good people in your family mm-hmm. and they are supportive and helpful and people that you like and respect, then it's great to start off life having those connections and support system. Definitely. They say it takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a child. And I think they're right. <laughs> and our next episode will be about what happens when the village fails. <laughs> what happens when your family and extended family are not good people and how that sort of goes but anyway back to back to this episode hey katie you know what'd be fun what if we told everyone one of our most traumatic memories from childhood about Uh, our family of origin yes who wants to hear our childhood traumas people want to know people want to know well everyone knows this about me i tell everyone every chance i get (laughs) about my extreme fear of killer whales specifically all whales make me uncomfortable as do dolphins generally um and i guess in general the ocean yeah the open ocean the open ocean and being underwater all of that together comes from this one incident memory of my childhood yeah why whales katie well picture it (laughs) tiny katie i either it was my seventh birthday or my eighth birthday i'm pretty sure my parents do not like each other right this is peak fighting time child support alcoholism like they are not good with each other 
have very bad interactions. They decided that for my birthday, they were going to, you know, pull themselves together and take me on a trip to SeaWorld down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet that was special. Oh, it was. <laughs> um, the trip down was good, you know. They were getting along good enough. We had plans. We're going to SeaWorld, going to go swimming, going to ride the rides, going to see the shows, going to mm-hmm. do all of that stuff. A magical, wonderful, you know, birthday party experience because I had never been. Um, I had never been to any big amusement park at that point in life. Mm-hmm. So that was my first big amusement park ever. Yeah, probably one of the first big trips you'd remember. Yeah first big trip I remember honestly so we get down there and something happens my dad and my mom split because my dad wanted to ride a roller coaster and do whatever else he went and he did that and he did not meet back at whatever time he was supposed to or Mm -hmm. something like that and he had our bathing suits or he had the keys to the car he had some way of getting us our clothes and so we waited and waited and my mom got madder and madder and madder. Oh, she can get mad. She is a very angry person. Love mama, but she is impatient and angry whenever people do her wrong. So she ended up having me and her go into the pool in our clothes. Just, you know, wearing normal touristy clothes and we just went into the pool wearing those and i was fine i was a little kid i was just swimming laps around her having a good old time and she's sitting there i was steaming she had her arms crossed and she's just standing in the middle of the water (laughs) fuming and i'm sure we walked around wet clothes for a while until we finally found my dad and then the screaming the fighting and the screaming for hours and hours all the way either to my actual birthday party at a restaurant or all the way back home. But there was fighting and screaming, the worst ever. Um, and my dad recently told me he had never wanted to fight or scream in front of me. He always like bit his tongue and tried not to do it in front of me. But that was that was the time was he cool. decided now's the chance to just let it all out. And uh-huh. so they just went at it at your SeaWorld birthday at trip. my SeaWorld birthday trip. And I'm sure I just cried and cried and cried. And they were like, you're upsetting her. Like, <laughs> you know, look what you did. And all that trauma just got wrapped up with whales and oceans. And... Yeah. So after after that trip, I constantly had dreams and nightmares about mm-hmm. going to SeaWorld. And that translated into the killer whales and being pushed into the tank or going to the beach and they would drive and they would force me to get in the tank with the whales. So I just had recurring nightmares Mm -hmm. for years. So many years. Yes, years and years about killer whales, the ocean, dolphins, seals, tanks, beaches, all sorts of stuff like that. And it freaked me out. And I still can't look at videos of whales without like, being kind of scared and having to like take a minute to gather myself because it just yeah so many nightmares like like hundreds i'm sure i've had hundreds of nightmares about killer whales so that's my traumatizing memory it is not the worst you know having your parents fight in front of you is not the end of the world it's not but you know at a crowded amusement park yeah that's pretty upsetting yeah upsetting to little me on my birthday So tell me about your traumatic experience. You have had more than your fair share of traumatic experiences. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to tell the worst ones (laughs) on the air. Yeah. But since you told a birthday story, I guess I'll tell a birthday story. Birthdays can be the worst. Oh, they can. Well, 
Um, so I was turning 13, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Dad. The story's specific to you, but it <laughs> happened. Um, so I was turning 13, and I was throwing, I think, my first big birthday party. Like, I had planned it, and I had invited people, and I had been like, we're going to eat this, and we're going to do this, and that'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be great. Yeah. You know, whenever you turn 13 and you have all these mm-hmm. plans of grandeur, having a having your first party that you're in charge of. Yeah. And it's also, you're just entering a very delicate time in your life. Oh, yeah. When you care the most <gasps> about how people see you and what you look like. And yeah, how you are perceived to the world. Yeah. So, part of the merriment, right, was supposed to be my dad driving us on a hayride because mm-hmm. I grew up in the country and we had a tractor and we, he was going to put the trailer on the tractor with some blankets in the back. I don't think there was going to be actual hay, but you know, mm. a hayride. Yeah. And so I was super excited about that. I had printed it on my party invitations that I had printed off of the computer. <laughs> and given to people. And given to people in my school. <laughs> and yeah, so... I got home, got off the bus. I think it was like Friday afternoon. So excited for my 13th birthday party. And I get to the house and my dad is not falling over, but like more than halfway drunk. Mm. I was just like, oh, (laughs) so the hayrides aren't happening. You're not going to drive me and my friends around at my birthday party. Also, people are showing up. What do I do? Do I hide you? Like, yeah, am I supposed to talk to these kids' parents? Yeah, you're and... still at that age where, like, when parents are dropping kids off at their house, they want to meet the parent or talk to the parent a second before they go. Yeah. So, yeah. So you were panicking. I was panicking. And I, I guess probably when my mom got home from work, she talked to the parents. But I, I think, like, the first couple kids, their parents had to meet my dad. I'm surprised no one's like... Like, oh, I'm not cool with this. I'm yeah, drunk not in the country. leaving my kid here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was real upsetting. And I remember the rest of the party being okay. I mean, it was, like, a junior high dramatic birthday party, so I'm sure I cried about something at some point, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. But that just, ooh, that stuck with me as one of those big family traumas. Mm-hmm. But anywho, well, that was a bummer. Should yeah. we? Yeah, let's talk about some good yeah, family memories. Yeah, counter it with some good family memories. Yes. Go. So I have a few really great memories mm-hmm. of my grandmother. This is my grandmother on my dad's side. So anytime I was with my dad at that house, she was there. And she loved me. She doted on me. Yeah, took care of you. Took care of me a lot. Um, And I just remember us sitting around and watching Golden Girls, The Nanny, and The Game Show Network together. And that was just, you know, like fun, chill memories of watching these things, sitting in bed together, petting the cats, <laughs> doing that sort of stuff. Um, I also have very vivid memories of she worked at a store where they would lease furniture and it was set up 
to like showcase furniture in different settings. So there were like tableaus everywhere. Oh yeah, which was really weird and interesting. A so, lot of knickknacks. So many knickknacks on the furniture. So <laughs> I used to just run around the store all day whenever I would stay with her. I、mm-hmm. assume like in the summer or on the weekends. Um, I would spend a lot of time with her while she was at work, and I would just hang out in the store, like living in these little rooms that were set up, and like looking at all the stuff, which was kind of fun. <laughs> I liked getting to spend time with her. She would get me cookies out of the cookie jar.、Um, and your favorite memory of her ever Aww,、yeah. was whenever we were like fourteen, fifteen. Fourteen, fifteen, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, some early, early teenage years. We, we were, were at the mall. Yeah, we were all at the mall, right? The food court. Yeah, with、um, Katie and her family. Yeah, Katie and her family getting、um, like frosties and chicken nuggets and stuff,、mm-hmm. sodas, and so. You know, I was there with Becca, so I was having a good old time. We're probably doing our most annoying chit chat. Yeah, we talked about how annoying we were at the mall. I think in the last episode. Yes. <laughs> so we're doing that whole thing, and we're chugging our soda and s- cramming food. <laughs> yeah. And I just accidentally burp really loud. Yeah, just this real big <laughs> ring throughout the whole dining food court, area. Yeah, yeah, ringing through the food court, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, excuse me!" <laughs> and apparently, some. Other older woman at a table near me gave me a death glare. Yeah, she like did a double take, like hoping everyone would see like a ugh, yeah, expression. A, yeah, disgust at me for burping extra、uh-huh. loud, and apparently <laughs> my grandma like. Gave her a death glare back and was like, "Don't、yeah. you look at my granddaughter like Just that!" Just a total snap back, like "Bitch, you wish." Yeah, <laughs> like, "What you gonna say some about her?" Yeah, you gonna say some about that? <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't remember that memory super clearly, but because, I remember it. Yeah, I loved it because you remember that. I remember it. So very good memories with my grandmother, and I have tons of great memories with my mom. Um, we did a lot of stuff together. Like I said,、mm-hmm. it was just me and her in the house, so we we spent all our time together until I was like late high school when I would go to my room and I don't know do whatever teenagers do. <laughs> But we would always, you know, eat together, watch movies together, do you know holiday crafts together. Yeah. Um, even if we weren't like actively interacting, I was always in the living room with her. Like she would read a book and I would. Play on the computer、Parallel、or something. Play, yeah. So we just spent a lot of time together, and I have good memories of us like painting eggs and making cookies, and you know, mother daughter stuff.、Yeah. Her taking pictures of me anytime I would do do anything because she was obsessed with those, you know. Print out a million copies of each photo and <laughs> take a million pictures of me all the time. <laughs> sort of people. So. Lots of good memories to be had, despite some of the less good family memories. Yeah, gotta. Have we turned we turned out well adjusted. We sure did. Look、yeah. at us. Yeah, we're great. <laughs> <laughs> we are normal, I would say. Okay, I had a good childhood too. Yes, I mean, like shit happened, but but I am amazed at how everything worked out because、yeah. there's there's you know like. Childhood trauma, and then there's like childhood trauma, <laughs> <laughs> and to bounce back from that without any like super long lasting like personality defects. I mean, <laughs> you look hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had a lot, a lot of support. 
Like, um, after my sister died, my parents pretty quickly got me into counseling. And I had three great counselors, like, throughout elementary through high school. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, my, my family was just always very supportive. So, you know, uh, things were traumatic, I guess. But I turned out much better than I could have. Yeah. Um... So I have positive childhood memories, too, not just the bad ones. Uh, We went on a lot of family vacations, like definitely when I was growing up, up till mm, eight or nine or ten, my family went on a camping trip every year, usually to New Mexico, or sometimes we would go to the beach. Like, I think we briefly had a condo in... um, like Corpus Christi area. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It was when I was pretty young. It was back when Caitlin was my best friend, or ah. I would have brought you. We did bring Caitlin one year. Oh, and yeah, so I've got lots of really good memories on those trips, you know, playing in the beach or, you know, my dad teaching me camping stuff. So good times. Uh, yeah, what else? <laughs> I have the best memory of your mother. This was, you know, after she had moved into her townhome. Mm -hmm. And we had carpeted. We. I live there. You had carpeted stairs and your bedroom was upstairs. And so even though we were teenagers, we had the darndest time sliding down the stairs on our butts. Like blankets or towels under us and just slide down. Yeah, we would just slide down the stairs. I think we even like my mom had some silk satiny sheets Mm -hmm. and those would make you go extra fast. Yes. And we got your mother (laughs) to do it with us in a towel. I swear. Yeah, I think she had just gotten out of the shower and we were playing there and we were like, you have to do this. Yes. And so I can still see her going down the stairs going, just bouncing down. Because we had a video of it for a while. Yeah, we did. That's why you can remember the sound so clearly. Yes. (laughs) And I also remember her yelling at us whenever we made cookies when she told us not to and we wrecked the kitchen. It wasn't just that. It was, we had had a big girl sleepover one night, like it was three or four of us. Uh And she had woken us up and said, hey, I'm going to go get you guys donuts. What do you want? And we told her and while she was gone, (laughs) we made cookies and wrecked the kitchen and she walked upstairs with a box of donuts. (laughs) And was just pissed. (laughs) Oh, but my mom was like, for someone who had severe depression, Mm -hmm. she was really good at playing with me. Like, she would just be silly and She was silly. (laughs) That voice. Yes. Well, my whole mom's side of the family. Yeah, they do that silly voice. Like an early Mickey Mouse. Yes. (laughs) And that time... She said, ew, that looks like Katie. Gross. It was the, the DVD case for, the, what's that movie? Splice. Splice. If, anyone has <laughs> ever, if anyone has ever seen the movie Splice, that weird That's alien. Like genetic experiment yeah, alien the, thing. Yeah. She looked at that and said, oh, that looks like Katie. Gross. <laughs> but she didn't mean it. I know. Oh, I laughed and laughed and you oh. laughed and we all laughed. And I was like, well. What? <laughs> Sick burn, mama. Uh, that was uh, good memories. Oh, yeah. No, my mom could just make me laugh so much. <laughs> oh, 
well, you talked about your grandmommy. I want to talk about my grandmommy. Mm-hmm. And well, my grandparents in general, especially when I was very young, and my dad. Well, I guess he had just gotten his Montessori certification, and he was working a lot, and my mom was getting her master's degree, so she was commuting to Denton. Oh. Yeah. So my grandparents, I remember, picked me up from preschool a lot and took care of me after school a lot, and that was so special. I had a whole routine when I was with my grandmommy that she would pick me up, and we would go to West, the town where she lived, and she would say, have to's first and then want to's. <laughs> so we would probably have to like go to the hardware store or something and pick up a part and go to the P.O. box and check check the mail. And then she would take me to the bakery and get me a gingerbread woman cookie. And then we would go to the park and play. Aww. And it was so sweet. That's super sweet. And my granddad, who he... He did a million jobs, but he did a lot of, like, construction, uh, engineering-type stuff. And I remember playing with him in the garage. Like, he had a little rolling conveyor belt that he would (laughs) put me on a wood block and roll me down. So that was special. That is special. And, yeah. So I guess I've always been somewhat close with my extended family. But, yeah. Good times. (sighs) I guess, how are your familial relationships now? Um, I think they're pretty good. I think I am on good terms with 96% of my family. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know Uh, exactly what you mean. Because, like, even my dad, like, we'll still fight about things sometimes. But, oh, and, uh, like, teenage years, I would fight with my dad all the time. Every time he told you to do something, you were like, well, I'm getting something else pierced now. For, like, a couple... That was, like, a two- or three-month period after I turned 18. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But now I pretty much only fight with my dad if I spend more than a few days with him. Because we're not made to live together. But I feel like our current setup now, like, it's great to visit him you know, when it's not corona pandemic times. Mm -hmm. And it's, I enjoy spending time with him. I love him. And I love all of my family. That's great. 96% of them. I do not have a close relationship with a good chunk of my family. Um, Me and my half-sisters are getting closer every, Mm -hmm. every couple of months when we're able to see each other. I feel like that's really common with siblings. Like, when you get to adulthood, (laughs) you can finally be friends. Yeah. But for me, it was different because they were so much older than me. So now, you know, by the time they were adults, I wasn't. And now we're both, we're all finally, like, getting to the same age where we can do stuff, talk about stuff, and form those relationships. So that's in the making. Um, I talked to my mom the most. Mm-hmm. Talked to one of my aunts a fair amount. I've seen and talked to a few of my other aunts and uncle, like, a little bit. Not super close with them. My dad's half of the family is a is a no-go. <laughs> how are your daddy issues? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we did say we were going to talk about why. <laughs> how are your daddy issues? They're all right. I, I do like to date older men, but... <laughs> Beyond that, beyond that, I think I'm doing all right. I feel like my daddy issues are mainly with 
my my dad. I yeah. feel like that hasn't transferred over a ton into anything else, but who's to say? I, I can't tell. I don't know. Anytime you date a, a musician, mm. I'm suspicious. But where we live, like, yeah. throw... What, what's the throw thing? a rock and you'll hit a musician? Yeah, throw a rock and you'll hit a musician. Like it's hard to find one that's not a musician. True, but yeah, it's always kind of cringy when they're overlapping personality traits, and I'm like, I don't like that about you. Why? Yeah. Oh, I know why. <laughs> please don't remind me of my father. Yeah, please don't be be different. <laughs> so, oh, oh P.S. Dad, if you're listening to this now, you know we don't have a good relationship. <laughs> And we're not, we're not on that same familial level. Yeah. And Dad, if you're listening to this, you know we've had our rough spots, but I love you. Mm-hmm. Please keep listening <laughs> and telling me how much you like our podcast. <laughs> yes. And Dad, if you're listening to this and this is the first podcast you're listening to, sorry you had to find out this way. You should call me so we can talk about it. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is where the talking happens. Oh. oh. Well. Well, did we do it? We did it. That's families, more specifically our families. Yeah, families in general, just to reiterate, the whole idea of a family has evolved Mm -hmm. over time. It doesn't have to just be mom, dad, sister, brother. Mm -mm. It could be extended family. It could be close personal friends that become your family. Yes, what I think is awesome is... A family of your own making, and people have all sorts of reasons for making their own family. Like, you know, if your whole family died, or you came out of the closet and they rejected you, or any number of things. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a family, it's not too late to make one. Mm-hmm. That's my unsolicited advice for this episode. Yes. If you don't have good family, drop them and get new ones. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I think family is important, but you don't have to stay tied to a toxic person because of blood. Yeah. That's, I don't know, here in the South, I feel like that's a problem a lot of people have. With the family values? Family values. (laughs) And it's not worth your mental and physical and whatever sort of health to stick around with people who aren't good for you. Yeah. Dear listener, I hope you were born into a loving family. And if not, don't fret. There will be a time when you can sort of develop your own family. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't like your family? Make a new one. Mm-hmm. Bam. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> just find somebody, have a bunch of babies with them. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what we're saying. When we say make your own family dynamic. <laughs> oh, when we say make a family, we're talking more about the support system around you, not having children to feel love. Do not have children to yeah. feel love. Yeah. Don't have children for what they can give you. No, 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 no. Have them for what you can give them. Yes, just to clarify that real quick before we go. <sighs> okay. Well, as we did, we're done? Yes, I think so. So, as always, we love to hear your feedback about family. And what is our next episode going to be about? Well, 
it goes in chronological order to the people and relationships you build through life. So if you're born, you start with your family relationships, uh-huh. your nurturers, your caretakers. Uh-huh. And then you move on to the relationships you begin to develop on your own, which are your friendships. Oh, like when you meet a very special girl in first grade <laughs> in Miss Cavill's class. <laughs> yes, just like that. And then you become best friends and life partners. Yay. Yay. So that's going to be next week, which means we would love any information you could give to us about what friendship means to you. Do you have a best friend? Do you have a best friend? And this matters if you're male or female. They're vastly different stereotypes, Mm -hmm. opinions. I don't... Maybe facts. I don't know. We're going to have to do some research. So we kind of want to hear... Tell us about your friendships. Also tell us about your family. If you want us to share your most traumatic childhood experience You know you want to air out your dirty family laundry, and this is the perfect time to do it. It kind of feels good. It feels great. (laughs) So send us those traumatic family memories, and we will share them for you. And you can send those to gstbfbf at gmail.com, or we are on Instagram at GSTBF pod. Yay! Yay. So, this was generally specific topics between friends. Best friends. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm... Katie and Becca's anger. I don't know how to do it anymore.